The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, the conversation continues. A decision Edmonton wrapped up here on 630 Chad around 11 o'clock tonight and it's picked up first thing again this morning. Uh, lots of your texts coming in at 630, 630 and your phone calls as well at 4960063 asking you, Chadville, your thoughts on uh, the election results. And uh, we'll start here with... James, he's been holding on for a good long while. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Well, I kind of wanted to mention your last uh, caller had said that we need to change the rules to make it maybe a little bit harder to um, uh, become a candidate. You have to be really careful with this. I come from a small community. I come from High Prairie. And if you make it too hard for people to be a candidate, then, you know, in a small town like High Prairie, we're not going to get people coming out to become candidates because what the rules in Edmonton are the same in Calgary and Lethbridge and High Prairie and Anil de Juice are all these places. The Municipal Government Act covers everybody. So That's right. Yep. we got to be really careful with that. We do, but what's the solution? Because I don't have it. Obviously, there was a lot. Just take a look at our race for mayor. Just take a look at just that. And it's not an overstatement or an exaggeration to say there was not a viable alternative to Mayor Iverson. So what's the no, solution there? Because, then? one, Iverson has done a good job, and two, the guy who came in second came up with the idiotic idea, oh, let's have smoking in bars again. Really? Yeah. And he shot himself. That wasn't shooting himself in the foot. He shot himself in the head. Yeah, and, you know, Koziak you're talking about, and he's, of course, the general manager of a hotel, so even if it yeah, was a downtown good... downtown hotel, and he's run before he took on Bev Esslinger last That's year. That's right. So even if you think that it might be a good idea to revisit uh, smoking bylaw, which most people did not, there has to be a part of you, if you're informed and know about the candidate, that thinks, well, is that something that would benefit him personally as the general manager of a hotel to be well, able to attract smoking? Be. Right. So that would almost be something that you could look at as a possible, and I don't know the exact um, ruling on how that particular situation would go, but uh, that could be a conflict of interest, mm-hmm. uh, at which he would have to recuse himself. Hey, right. James, do you think that um, candidates for mayor should have held some sort of public office seat before, let's say, uh, as a city councillor oh. or something like that? No, for the same reason that I said before, Uh, coming from High Prairie, uh, we've had some of our best mayors were never on council prior to um, being uh, mayor, and some of our worst mayors were councillors before. So so unless you're a who's who, really, unless you're maybe a wheel in the city of Edmonton, you're a big business person or a big, you know, leader in some way, how does, how does just the average Joe take on the mayor, the incumbent mayor? Well, the average Joe can't because yeah. you don't have the the financial backing to do it. I think, mm-hmm. um, perhaps, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the last mayor of Edmonton who was not on council previously, would that be Bill Smith? Oh, that's going back a while now. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, honestly. That, that would, I, I would imagine that that would probably be the last one that I can think of, and he's a pretty big businessman. Yeah, yeah. And he ran against Chan Reimer the election before that, and she whipped them. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. So, but there, you know, it's a, it maybe it's not a matter of having sat on council before, but it's a matter of having some kind of profile, uh, proven track record in the community yeah. somehow. Even running, Absolutely. even running well, a good campaign. Yeah, if you run a good campaign against a, a you know another candidate, an incumbent, and lose, at least you have some kind of profile moving forward. But I know you can't make that a, a requirement, right? No, no, you can't make it a requirement, but you can learn from it. And I think with Jesperson's show this morning, they were talking about, uh, you know, there was a lot of women that ran this time that didn't get in, but they've raised their profile. So now Mm -hmm. you've got potential candidates for federal and provincial elections, which are coming up in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point, James. Mm -hmm. Smart like tractor. (laughs) (laughs) James, great to hear from you. Thanks for giving us a call. Thanks. Take it easy now. Steve Shuchuk ran as a mayoralty candidate in the Edmonton election. He captured 5% of the vote for mayor yesterday. Joins us on the phone. Steve, hi. Hey, good afternoon. You've been listening in. What are your thoughts? Well, I think I only, and I don't want to say this as a complaint, but I heard it from a lot of people that the media dismissed everybody right from the beginning, including myself, Fahad, and Thomas. And it's incredibly hard to get any traction. I can say, I can honestly say that I didn't get one negative email from anyone uh, and that a lot of positive response. And when media right off the get-go from my first day on one of the TV shows, it says, well, your name's not well recognized. And, uh, you know, you make it incredibly hard. It's like a, It's like a movie critic saying, don't go see this movie, even though it's a great movie. And, uh, you know, it put us... Uh, I don't want to say behind the eight ball, but even, uh, you know, I had a website. Somebody said yours is the easiest website to follow. And you, your co-host there said, well, you know, there were some people who didn't even have websites. Well, if there's 30 candidates that don't have, and they all don't have websites, there's not that many to go through. I'm not sure how many candidates actually had websites. I think all but three. So, Steve, let me ask you a question then. Because we need to break down. It's easy to say, as as offended as you are by people saying all the candidates who ran against uh, Iveson, uh, I'm going to say it's it's offensive to me to say the media because there's different aspects of media. So there's those reporters. A question like, "Hey, are, you know, your you don't seem to have a recognizable profile or a recognizable name." That's your opportunity to contradict that statement. That's an interview, right? Um, and there's a difference between reporters and talk show people. Talk show people talk and give opinion. That's not reporting. Well, fair enough. The uh, Without going and looking at when somebody says, hey, they give their opinion, these guys have, I mean, do you know what's on my website? I, I, I couldn't tell you specifically, but I did go to everybody's website who had a website. Okay. You know, and that's important. And to say that I don't have, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a profile or a platform to run on, I, I think it's not, uh, you know, I'm not saying what uh, you guys is doing a, a fence of. I'm not sure exactly how you worded that just a second ago. I'm not saying that, but when you say, you know, there's uh, there's no real competition and uh, you're forming an opinion and uh, directing the public to, if they listen to you and agree with you, I mean, you're heavily uh, directing the uh, public to think, oh, well, there's nobody worthwhile looking at. So, Steve, should I say instead, for example, and I'll just own all of this myself, just me, should I say instead, uh, Steve Shushak has a massive uh, profile, well-known in the city, 
Or should no, I say what I believe to be true is that you are not well-known in the city? Oh, that, that's true, but to say that we're, uh, we're not a viable candidate is something different. You know, not say that those are two different things. I, I, let, let's, let me put it this way then, and I'm happy to debate this with you because I'm curious and interested in this, and I would like to see a better run uh, election next year for, or next in four years for mayor. I watched all the debates, and if you can even call them that, uh, because there was no debating done. No, they're, they're not debates, they're forums where everybody right. is probably aware it's a minute to answer the question. Okay, so when I say, for example, and again, just speaking of myself, when I say there's no viable candidate, I'm not suggesting that none of you had good ideas or that none of you couldn't have become a viable candidate, but when you've got 13 people running and each gets a minute to, to answer a question, uh, you know, from an audience member or from a... Uh, you know, from whoever's running the thing, you don't become viable in that amount of time. It's, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking all the blame, but I'm, I'm saying that the system set up the way it was, how are we supposed to find out about you? We go to your website, we read about you, we watch the debates and you and every other candidate. And we see you talk for 60 seconds uh, and, and then we see a guy who's been in politics for how many years in Edmonton who knows the ins and outs of, uh, of not only being on council but being the mayor answer the same question in 60 seconds. You're left with the feeling that you don't have a viable competitor to Iveson. Well, unfortunately, you know, I respectfully, like, did you read Bade's uh, article in the journal? That was the only traction I got from the last forum uh, on questioning uh, Mayor Iveson on uh, basically, uh, for lack of a better word, not taking some responsibility for the LRT delays. You know, and that, that was the only article that got myself any traction because everything else that was worth reporting on, even uh, the comments at these other forums, wasn't uh, made public aware. All I ever heard, and this is not me saying this, this is people, and even on the journal website, why is the media telling us there's no viable candidates? And people feel you guys were deciding, and not necessarily myself, this is a comment that was on there, a very well-written comment, that why is the media deciding that there's no viable candidates? telling everybody that well i'm suspecting that the media did it's you know here's the thing we go through all all of those web pages we go and 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 we do our research and that was the decision that some people came up with it is up to every person out there every voter to do the exact same thing absolutely absolutely but i mean you guys have the uh, power of the media don't forget you realize that when you guys say something it's a little more influential than just, uh, you know, you had a, an audience when you say something. Let me ask you a different question, because, and again, I'm honestly curious about this. When you have a candidate who presents himself as the agent for Mr. Mack, <laughs> right? It, yeah. it sort of makes a mockery, a mockery of, the, of the process. It's hard not to, not only as a talk show a co-host, but as a citizen, to start not taking any of it seriously. You know what? Yeah, I agree. Next question. Like, I mean, I can't argue. I can't argue that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no, uh, 
You're not going to get any uh, disagreements. Uh, okay, so then my other question would be this. We've talked about how do we make it more competitive. You're saying, listen, I was a legitimate candidate. I was, uh, you know, somebody who could have given Iveson a run for his money. Would you, let's just assume on the surface that you have as many good ideas and as many good proposals as did Iveson. Let's just assume you're equal in stature and ability. So then wouldn't the difference be the team that Iveson had, the money that was spent on advertising, uh, you know, the whole machinery that goes behind a well-organized candidate, and would you, you know, did you not have that machinery to get your message out? Because you can't count just solely on on media to be at every one of your rallies or go door-knocking with you or interview every citizen. You have to get your own message out. Oh, absolutely. You know, again, I can't, uh, there's no uh, 100%, uh, when I get my totals in there, um, Take a look, uh, my cost per vote. You were doing uh, a cost per vote on what we ran our campaign on. I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, I'm quite happy. And like my platform was for efficiency. And uh, trust me, we ran uh, lean and mean. And everybody involved said, hey, we did good for a first uh, try and for uh, the amount of uh, campaign money that we use. So I don't have the exact numbers, and uh, I'll be getting those shortly because I have to disclose that. And I guarantee you my cost per vote is substantial. Well, I I don't know the exact numbers, but it's going to be substantially uh, lower. Steve Shuchuk ran for mayor in uh, the election, the municipal election, came away away with 5% of the vote. Steve, you know, I just, you know, I guess my final thoughts on this is I just wonder sometimes if some really good ideas, maybe some of the really good ideas that you had or other candidates in the mayoralty race, they just got lost in the din, in the noise of, of what really appeared to be a gong show at times, like during those forums. I would, uh, yes, and unfortunately, that is just the reality of the system, and um, a person has to be prepared for that, and obviously, if I do uh, revisit this in uh, three and a half years, <laughs> I, I, I agree, you know, I agree that uh, that's, uh, I agree that's a, a correct statement, that yeah, a lot of it was lost, but that's uh, just something a person has to deal with. Steve, I want to thank you for taking the time for calling in today and weighing in. Really appreciate you being able to tell us about your side in this race. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate and, you know, I appreciate being on the one talk show with Ryan Jesperson and uh, want to come visit you guys and bring you by uh, a check for uh, your charity here in the near, near future. Steve, thanks so much. Take it easy now. You have a great day. Okay, you it's too. 320 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. We do need to take a break here when we come back. Jed, Mike, Ernest, your phone call. Stick around. Someone just texted in, thunderstorm in October. Yeah, I've been uh, seeing the rain coming oh, down. Oh, it's that pouring out there. wind has yep. picked up as well. I'm blowing all those election signs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That'll right help clean right up down to Calgary. Okay, you know what, Jed? Jed, so thanks sorry, for not Jed. hanging up on me. I'm just I'm just coming on the number two here. I'm just going by forty first dad there. The wind is just brutal. Everybody's all over the road. It's nuts out here coming Really? Across, uh, going in. Hey listen, uh I talked to Ryan Jesperson and Dr. Chelsea. I'm fifty nine. I've never voted. Why? Never. Why? Never, 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 never. Why, 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 why? It's like I'll tell you. I've got great ideas. I listened to that guy that just said he was going to run for mayor. What's he thinking? you got people that have so much experience. I live in Ward 3. 
I'm sorry to see Logan gone. But you know what? I listened to a couple of people in my ward, and it's all because of what was said at that little do in the park and blah, 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 whatever. Hey, you know, I listened to the thing about the arena. All you got to do is go to the west, go to Vancouver. Vancouver's got the same setup as we have. They've got the old arena. They've got the ex- exhibition grounds. They've got a racetrack in one area. They've got their other arena downtown. And they've got a transit system that works above ground and below ground. And all I say to everybody is, why didn't you vote? Because, you know what? When the new people get voted in, it's going to take a year to turn it around, to train them all up, to get them going again. It's going to be the same circuit. And all it comes basically down to is reality. you got Trudeau back. you got your premier of Alberta. She's coming around the corner. Her dad was in politics. you got Trump. It's all reality. It's all coming back around, around, around. There's nobody to vote for. And it just seems like it's the same old, you know, Ferris wheel. <laughs> and I said that to Ryan, and Ryan said to me, Jed, I'll make you a deal. You vote, I'll give you a 630 Chad <laughs> mug. Oh, those are valuable. I phoned into Chelsea this morning, Chelsea and me, and I said, you know what, Chelsea? Sorry. I'm sorry to blow Ryan's bubble, but I didn't vote. <laughs> there's, there's nobody to vote for. I, I don't if think... I got good, if I got good ideas, what the heck's that guy that just called in going up against, you know, Don <laughs> Iverson, who I think is one of the best mayors we've ever had, who's a brain at the young age he is, and nobody's got a chance against a guy like that. And these people, they think they've got a good idea. Well, put it on a platform. Pre-qualify yourself. Instead of and not wasting, I'm sorry, instead of looking, making other people go out and vote for somebody that they don't really know. Jed, always good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Take it easy. Okay, we do need to take a break here for the 3.30 News. If Ernest and Mike want to hang on through the 3.30 News, I promise your phone calls are up next. Hey, it's uh, 3.39 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. Uh, someone just texted and said, hey, you guys can keep that rain in the city. We need to get the crops off out here. Yeah, fair keep enough. it to yourself. We don't want it. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the results of the municipal election right here in Edmonton around the region. A couple more calls to get to. Been holding for a very, very long time. We'll start with Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Thanks for waiting. What's on your mind? Okay, Jolene. Um, look, uh, about 40-some years ago, I was in Australia. I was with uh, the UN CETO organization, mm-hmm. you know, for PPCLI, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a mandatory vote in Australia, and you had to vote, and the fine was more than a traffic ticket. <laughs> now, our mayor, or the mayor of Edmonton got 70% of the vote, or some percent of the vote. 72, yep. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so... What, what does that work out to? 25, 30% of the people? It was 31, uh, 31% of the people, I believe, voted. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's like one in five people mm-hmm. elected the mayor. So there should be a, there should be a, an insurance or something to fix this. Because that guy that phoned just before the news and said he didn't vote, mm-hmm. I'm an old man. I used my cane to walk to the polling booth to uh, vote because, you know, I was a stupid kid and I believed in something and I still believe in it. <laughs> and you've got to vote. 
Here's the problem in a nutshell. Everybody should vote, in my opinion. Everybody mm-hmm. is obligated to vote and everybody obligated to vote yes and everybody should do the research before they vote but the same right allows them not to vote we live in a country where you have that choice i understand that but the thing is back well back then you talk about uh right now you're talking about like 13 people running for mayor or whatever Mm -hmm. and they don't they only have one or two minutes to talk i remember being there and everybody had a vote and they had forms all over the place and it was something totally different for me. Because, like, I'm just this rural Alberta kid, and, like, I ended up in a different country, and I couldn't believe that they had to vote. I wonder, though, how much, you know, the wasted votes were there, uninformed votes, but I guess you could say that, you know, the, the same thing happens here. But if you're forcing people to vote... Couldn't well, uh, couldn't uh, uh, that have impact on uh, on the outcome as well? As well, as opposed to being okay, uh, punitive, what about being uh, a okay. reward instead? If you do okay. vote, you get okay. something. Look, I'll tell you the truth. My grandpa's from New Brunswick, so he was a Tory. My dad came here in 1950. He voted Conservative, and I didn't find out until I was 14. You didn't pronounce liberal as GD grits. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> it's. That's the theory. But when you're voting municipal, you, you have to know, you know? And so... Yeah. It's, you know, and anyway, the thing anyway, is, when I, it comes down to municipal especially, like, it just, I, I'm just going to be honest, it annoys me when people don't vote because so many of these municipal elections are decided by a few hundred votes. Four, five hundred votes. hundred votes. And it, and it changes the complexion of the council, and it changes what the city yeah. looks like well, moving I've forward. I've only once in my life. He seemed like a nice guy. But I really don't know what his politics are. So, so you so said I'm Tony? Glad, like, I met him. Tony Katarina? Katarina you're talking yeah, about, so, yeah. Like, uh, I met him, and so, like, I don't know if you'd ever remember me, but at least we have a connection. So, but uh, I don't know. I really don't know. There's a lot of that being said today, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Going to move on to Ernest, who's been waiting for a half an hour to talk to us today. That's okay. Um, (laughs) I'm working in my shop here at Tech Projects, and everything is good. First of all, I'd like to say, boy, you guys should put in a lot of hours. Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) You're you're due for a vacation. I'd also like to congratulate everybody that ran for office and everybody that got elected. My cousin was elected in two hills. Now he is Councilman Tarkosa. So, uh, congrats to everybody for that. Now, one thing that seems to be missed by everybody is I vote. I've voted for over 40 years now, municipal, provincial, federal. I never miss, never miss a vote. Not because I think I'm going to change anything, just because I, I just feel it's, it's my duty. I'm mm-hmm. not expecting to change anything. But one thing that people seem to forget is, like say, and for me, it was anybody but Mayor Don Iveson, simply because I wanted to send a little message that not everybody agrees. We know he's going to be elected, but he also has to take into consideration other people. Like, there's a lot of policies I don't like, but you know what? He is probably one of the best mayors that a city could have. He's experienced. He's uh, educated, he's well-spoken, he's charming. So 
when it comes to representing Edmonton, I think like I would much rather have Mr. Iverson than uh, Mr. Nenshi or a lot of other politicians that I can think of. When it comes to getting things for Edmonton, pro, you know, getting Edmonton progressing in the future or dealing with the Alberta government or the federal government, I wouldn't want anybody else, really, than uh, Don Iverson, because, like I say, he's got experience. It's mind-numbingly boring sitting on council. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what? You're absolutely right on so many counts. Uh, every counselor I've talked to who's a new counselor, and it's always, you know, kind of this conversation sort of off the record, and I ask, well, what's the hardest thing about being a counselor? They all tell me the same thing. I had no idea how many, how much reading I had to do, or I had no idea how many meetings I sat in, or, you know, it's, it, it can be mind-numbing. Yeah. There's a procedure you have to follow. You can't say, well, you know what? Let's start at 7 o'clock instead of 7.30. Oh, no, that's a great idea, but nobody seconded the motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Table that till the next. You know, I've done, I've done things like that. Not, not served on council, but on boards. And I couldn't believe the... It's just... Well, you know what? Listen, I wanted to talk about the protest vote, too. But it's funny. I remember when Michael Oshry first got elected, and that was, what, Ward 5, right? So four years ago. And some kids came to see City Hall in action. Mm -hmm. So you've got like a school group that comes into City Hall and council's meeting. And Oshry, uh, being a good politician, you know, he says, hey, let's have a motion that, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we welcome this school. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You can't have a motion like that because it's well, got to be. not on the agenda, was it? Exactly. It wasn't on the agenda. It wasn't uh, proposed by two councillors. You know, there's all these rules, right? And a lot of people running don't realize the rule cluster they're about to encounter when they get there. It sounds easier to change things than it is. But to your other point... It's the Bureau. The Bureau. Yeah. To the other point, though, uh, people who said, I'm not going to vote, I don't care about my ward, I, I don't care about the um, school trustee, and Don Iveson is... And there's no art. Don Iveson is going to uh, win anyways. A protest vote is still an important vote. Even if you are 100% confident that Iveson's going to be returned, 10 or 20,000 votes against Iverson might get somebody's eyes opened. Yeah, no, no, like I guess say congratulations to all of them. But I, if anybody could get Amazon to Edmonton, Alberta, <laughs> <laughs> it would be Don Iverson. Yeah, very yeah, probably right. I, 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 I cannot think of any anyone else I'd rather have representing us. It's like uh, it's like when Fleury played for the Flames. We hated him, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? As a Norwood fan. But I would have loved to have him on the team. Oh, yeah. What a guy had a <laughs> shotgun like of a shot from the point. Yeah. Ernest, you know, thanks. Of, Thank and you. as far as Jed goes, he has never voted. Mm -hmm. oh, off oh, uh I vote every election. And if I were a coffee drinker, I'd get that mug. But I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> he could have gone out and voted just for the heck of it. Been a new, he could have gotten, and you do get something. You got that little sticker. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, well, Ernest. Take care. Oh. Ernest, didn't you, win, didn't you go to Foreigner the other night? You know what? I did. I got the T-shirt. I got the T-shirt. But uh, it was a great concert, and thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. You betcha. And you know what? I didn't know how expensive those T-shirts were. I would have bought you guys one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they make concert T-shirts our sizes yeah, anymore. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Thanks, Ernest. Oh, no.
sure they do. I'm sure they do. Take it easy. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. We do need to take a break here. It's 348. I want to say very quickly, somebody texted a second ago, hey, does anybody under 50 call your show? If you're under 50 and haven't called the show, you're the problem, not us. Yeah, it's that's the, what I just I, it, they got It's the it. same as the election. How come this guy didn't get more votes? Did you vote? If you want somebody under 50 on the phone, phone call. us. That's what I said. The exact same text I sent them to. Okay, it's 348. Hold the line. Don, your phone call up next. Just telling uh, Andrew on uh, one of the, I think, um, it must have been the Global Edmonton Facebook page or one of them anyway. Um, someone had actually said under under an article on the fact that uh, Mayor Iveson was uh, re-elected. said, oh, huh. I'm like, whatever age it was, and I didn't even know the, who the mayor was until today. I'm like, how, how do you live in the city and not even know? I can understand not knowing there's no R. That it's Iverson and not Iverson. I can oh, understand it's not, that. It's Iverson. 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 But when you said that out loud to me off air, I, I made a noise like somebody punched me in the yes. stomach. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not know? Hi, Don. Don. Hello, Don. Okay. Well, well in we'll fairness to Don, how Don. long did we leave her on hold? Only five minutes. Oh, five minutes. And really? I well, think Don. it's a boy, Don, by oh, the way. Okay. You spell the name here. Let's we'll try, try it again. again. Hello, Don. Are you there? Uh, no, he's he's probably mm. gone to get coffee somewhere. <laughs> but you can hear something in the background, something in the which back is funny. Hmm. Oh, then he hangs up. Ah, oh, there he is. All right. Who cares if not everyone votes? The point is, in an election, you're choosing people to take on a job that essentially make decisions and decide how the particular city, province, or country operates. Now, the people that vote, which are the majority, are informed. That is the key. People who know what they are voting for and understand how governments work are the ones, essentially, that have been the bulk of voters and make the decision in the end. The conversation of people who don't vote is pointless. They don't vote for a reason. Accept it, scale it down, and it will make sense. Hmm. Listen, Revoting I, or lack yeah. of. I think that there are a lot of people that don't vote because they don't know nothing about the people running or the in- issue. I think that's great that they don't vote and wreck someone's vote that does take the time to know the issues and the people running. That's from Lori. There you go. So now earlier, and I believe it was when we were talking to one of the uh, mayoralty uh, candidates, uh, I had said, you know, people have to have a machinery behind them. Oh, yeah. And somebody texted, oh, so only the rich and famous. No. I'm not talking about either rich nor famous. Well known in the community. Well known. That's not. I don't mean famous. You've been on boards. You've sat on committees. You've organized events. Yeah, you've been involved with your community. That's what I mean. And as far as the money goes, having the machinery to be able to advertise and hold rallies and and print signs and pamphlets, that's about getting people who believe in your ideology to, to get invest. That message out. Right to invest in your campaign, not for you to write a check. Hi, Sheldon. Have about two minutes here. What's on your mind? Oh. Nothing much. Um, I'm uh, I'm from Fort McMurray, and I've been listening to the discussion. I think it's a great discussion regarding um, voting and access to voting and political campaign. I'm uh, and I just was going to comment regarding some of the comments I've heard. Sure, go for it. Sheldon, are you still living in Fort McMurray right now? Yeah, I'm in Fort McMurray. I was. I did. Uh, I was on a radio station last night following the Port McMurray campaign. Yeah, you, you have a new mayor up there. What do you think? We do, yeah. Don Scott was a, a former BC MLA and minister with the Redford government and Prentice. And he is now our mayor. He won with an astonishing, uh, a large majority. 
8,900 votes, and the next competition was about 3,500 wow. uh, Wow. And that's, you know what, it's interesting to see when the incumbent decides uh, not to run. Uh, so M- Melissa Blake said, okay, enough's enough. I think after 15, 13, 15 years of, um, yeah. How many years, Sheldon? She, she was on council for two terms and then as a mayor. So she served 19 years N- in public office. 19 years. And so when you have the mayor yeah. step down and have it wide open, that's when I think you can get it, all sorts of folks in there. What, there was about four or five people that ran for uh, the mayor's position? There were four gentlemen, uh, one former councillor, Al Vinny, uh, a, re- a, a pretty popular real estate agent named Al Granderson, and uh, another man named Tony Deham. Hmm. Hmm. Well, sounds like a good race. It actually sounds like a good yeah. race, yeah. And uh, But as you said, uh, again, in, in Fort, Mur- Fort McMurray, uh, uh, a, a confident, a, a very serious win mm-hmm. for the mayor there yeah. last night. Yeah, and it goes back to the question that you've been discussing on your radio show all day about uh, having the ability, the name recognition, the mm-hmm. ability to set a campaign up, and having the, the, that election machine to help get messaging out. Right, it's the you know, same as starting a small business. You can have the best idea in the world for the product, but if you don't have the financial backing to actually produce it, you're going to fail. And that's what happens. And people say, we were legitimate candidates. You're not legitimate if you can't get the machinery behind your campaign. I think that's a good analogy. And you see, then one of the fallouts in our democracy is that some people don't come and exercise their rights. But myself sitting back as as a voter this time and just going through it, it is really hard to differentiate different candidates and, and bring people, what is the ballot box question? Mm-hmm. Bring mm-hmm. people out. And we saw that in Fort McMurray. Um, the Mayor Blake and I were discussing that on, on the radio. Tyron Alls, all three of us stepped down off council. And the mayor stepped down. We were discussing the lack of a real ballot box, a ballot box question, yet a very good turnout in Fort McMurray standards for because of the fact that the mayor's chair was... Was empty. Uh, yeah, was up for Sheldon, I appreciate you taking the time to call us this afternoon. I'd love to chat with you more, but I have to take a break, get some stuff done here. Coming up to the 4 o'clock news. On the other side, we'll take a look at sports, we'll take a look at business, and, hey, we have concert tickets to give away. Excellent. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.